Many of us are experiencing a time right now of incredible change and transition. My next guest on the Giant Paws podcast, Catherine Arnold, tells her incredible story of moving from a really successful career in documentary filmmaking for companies like the BBC to something more nutritious entirely. But like many of us, when we're going through or feeling close to a change, we only know in part what that change is going to be. And in fact, for her, that's exactly what it was. She took the next best feeling step and in the middle of taking that step, life stopped. And this story is how she responded, how she navigated her way through and how she found a completely new and different career. A career that she'd never considered before, one which she now absolutely loves and nourishes her and others. Now, this is a really fantastic tale. It's a really inspiring tale. And I hope that you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed doing the interview. This is Catherine Arnold. Welcome to the Giant Pools podcast. For the purposes of, of those listening, we met when you and your husband came into our restaurant a few months ago, and <laughs> I've really appreciated you. Yeah, what you've meant to us, like how you've enabled us to grow our restaurant locally, and um, and obviously, oh. like many many local businesses, we're closed. And um, part of this podcast has been about reaching out to local businesses and and using it as a platform to talk about what they're doing and and give them an opportunity to uh, connect with people that might not know that might know your face but not the story behind your business so do you want to tell us a little bit about you and where you started and then we'll kind of get into talking about your nutrition business uh, I live in Nunhead <laughs> near you near your business I love your restaurant um, it's amazing and um, can't wait for it to open again. Um, I've got two children and a husband and it was actually through my husband um, getting ill uh, in 2007 that I got into nutritional therapy. So I'm, an, I'm a nutritional therapist. That means uh, that I work with people to help optimize their diet and lifestyle to support their body's healing process so often people will come to see me if they're not very well and then we navigate through with various lifestyle and dietary changes most of the time get better yeah most of the time they get better and have really good results and yeah I love it it's my absolute passion <laughs> I love to delve into a little bit about what that that moment where you you well not that moment but that period of time where you supported your husband and how that then impacted on you to retrain in nutrition but what what was your what were you doing before before this career yes so I worked in tv for around 15 years and had quite a successful role as a tv director um, directing documentaries factual programs for all the main channels BBC, Channel 4, Channel 5. And it involved travelling around the country, often filming people because they are all human interest stories, human mm. interest programmes. So lots of interviewing, 
um, you know, and it was fun. It was fun for, you know, I got into it when I was in my mid-20s and it was a fun time, but it was really hard work and well paid. Um, and it had, I, I enjoyed the process of making it to some degree, especially in the edit. I really enjoyed that, mm. the creativity of it. But it was also a really stressful job. And I also used to feel that it wasn't a very nourishing job in that it was quite punishing schedules. It was, there was, you know, you did a job for about, it would take about four months on average to make a programme. And there would be no let up, really. It would be wow. quite relentless during that period. And and then at the end, I, I used to, even when it, the programme was done and went out, I was never quite happy with it. Um, and, and also, so there was not a huge amount of job satisfaction, but also I used to feel that I wasn't really giving anything or there was no real benefit from for the people that I was filming. So even though my intention was to do good and be a documentary maker and to highlight plights and struggles and difficult issues that were going on, I felt like actually at the bottom line was the people that I was filming weren't actually getting very much out of it. And the only people really who were getting anything out of it was the, the channel who was selling it or the, the production company who was selling it to the channel. That must have been a challenging thing to be creative, which you are, but not necessarily having a level of agency over it that, say, you do now in your business. Was that something that you were cognizant of at the time or something that having made this switch, you've looked back on and going, okay, that's where I was feeling that gap or that emptiness. Like, was it, when did you realise that? Yeah, at the time, I think, especially by the end of my career doing it, I was not getting, that's why I feel it wasn't nourishing. It wasn't nourishing Mm. me and it wasn't nourishing anybody else. It was flogging me <laughs> with the stress <laughs> and the relentless schedule. And and at the end of the day, the people that I was filming were then going on the TV and God knows what would happen to them afterwards in terms of how people would view them and, and what would happen in their lives and what the effect of them going on to national television would do. And I, I just wasn't comfortable with that ever. It wasn't something that happened afterwards. I was never comfortable with that. And I used to actually spend quite a lot of the time trying to persuade them not to do it. So I could at least know that in my heart that I'd fully explained, this will happen, this will happen. You know, this is what the consequences are of doing this. Are you sure you still want to do it? Hmm. And they always did. So it wasn't the do-gooding career that I wanted it to be. It didn't have... It didn't have... I don't think it had the important impact that I wanted it to have um, that I felt it could have had. And that's not to say that documentaries don't because I, I love documentary industry and filmmaking. You know, it's an important, it's important uh, communication, form of communication and it's got an important role, but it just didn't, the, the area that I was working in just didn't, just didn't work out for me. But I was still working in it very successfully right up until the point when my partner Paul got ill I had a a plan to escape and I didn't know I didn't know what the second part was 
but the first part was to train as a yoga teacher because I had been practicing yoga since my 20s and absolutely loved it and so I decided to do my yoga teacher training it was actually when I was in Thailand doing my yoga teacher training that I received the call to say that my partner Paul was wasn't well and I had to come home wow because this I remember the day that you posted on your Instagram feed you had a picture of you and Paul and you just you you told the story of how what happened and and how you work with them through to health and I remember and I can feel myself welling up now just remembering it but I remember reading that and and just and crying and I think on a few different levels one just feeling into what that must have been like to being married myself and just kind of I guess that kind of heart-tugging thing around empathy where you can imagine being in that I imagine being in that situation myself and how empowering and how amazing it must have felt to have been in that position or put yourself in that position to nurse him through that and to support him through that and what qualities must be in your relationship now having experienced that thing together I think that really moved me but it also moved me having been through a big personal trend or series of transitions as well out of something that wasn't nourishing into something that I, I felt very nourished by. It, just the whole story got me. And, um, and I remember that then at the point that I felt like I knew something very precious about you too. And maybe it was your gift of a, as a storyteller, having told so many other people's stories that really came through or maybe it was the energy behind it or a combination of of the two but I remember that day I felt deeply connected with you in that moment and it really yeah it really moved me and it also made me want to find out more which I guess is also you know the point of getting you on here and because I felt like if I want to know more then other people are going to want to know more so would you mind talking a little bit about what that process was like? Yeah, that journey then into what you have now, which is this amazing nourishing career and for yourself and for others. Could you talk a little bit about that transition? Yeah, well, I mean, it, at the time I wasn't thinking this is going to be the beginning of, of my, part two of my escape. I hadn't, hadn't realised that that's what was happening until much later. I got the phone call. I'd just finished a three-day silent meditation retreat with a, a Buddhist, a female Buddhist monk in the countryside. And I'd been cycling around the Thai countryside and I, I got back to the retreat and the person who was running the retreat said, your sister's on the phone and then she said you've got home Paul's being tested for leukemia it I, it was just unbelievable really it was just um out of the blue I think I cried the whole way back and literally got off the plane and went straight to the hospital that's when they told us that he needed four months chemotherapy two years on chemotherapy medication and this story is, I, I do a talk actually, 
and I tell this story at the beginning and it, people often have the same reaction as you and are really interested in it because I think it's just it's just something that everyone dreads I guess and in a way it's nice to hear a hopeful story and you know it, it, it did have a happy ending as it as such but at the time I you, you know you just get on with it when you've got something like that happen to you and I just went into kind of caring mode in terms of what can I do to help with the process of him getting better and it felt to me like the period where I'd just the two weeks where I'd been in Thailand doing my yoga teacher training had given, somehow given me some extra tools that enabled me then to just embark on this next stage. Somebody from the retreat actually had said to me, this is a blessing. And I remember feeling very surprised at the time and thinking, oh, that's a really odd thing to say, but I've never forgotten <laughs> that because, because it turns out it was a blessing got some money to one side so I was I knew that I was able to just fully focus again I was in a lucky situation a lot of people don't have that privilege mm. but I was in a situation where I could just focus on helping Paul yeah and so I hired a nutritional therapist because I just had a feeling that that would be helpful but I didn't I don't really know where I based that feeling from or you know obviously I was interested in food but and nutrition but oh uh, yeah I just decided that that's that's what he needed was a nutritional therapist and so <laughs> my sister actually found one for me then I did the consultation with her on Paul's behalf and I worked with her basically changed Paul's diet I didn't want him to eat any of the hospital food because yeah. as we all know the hospital food is pretty awful and um so that meant the only option we had was to take his food in every day he was in king's college hospital i got him a little fridge <laughs> to put in his room and worked out what he would breakfast and then i would take lunch and dinner in every day i enlisted the help of friends and family and sometimes some really helpful lovely people would sometimes take over a whole day and and they would deliver the food because it was it was exhausting you know wow. um because it was four months of um of preparing his food and taking it in and um the hospital didn't give you know they didn't give me any um support because the consultant kept saying to me, it's nothing to do with what he's eating. His food is irrelevant. And that's, you know, I mean, wow. you know, I, I do credit it with them with saving his life. They gave him the drugs that helped him get better. But that's a world-class blood specialist who sees no, no connection between diet at all and cancer which is just not true yeah so the nutritional therapist I was working with explained that sugar feeds cancer cells and that cancer cells have more sugar receptors on them than 
anything, any other cells in the body. And so they thrive on a, an acidic diet. And so, you know, it just made absolute sense to me to take all of those things out and to nourish him as much as possible. I didn't know that and about so that, cancer cells. They have more yeah. sugar receptors. Yes, than, than other cells. And they, so they thrive on the glucose. Wow. That's so simple. I mean, and profound. And yet this world-class blood specialist saw no connection with, with food. That's no, but because um, I know now, because I train alongside a lot of doctors on my functional medicine training, mm. um, and doctors don't learn about nutrition at all. So it doesn't matter if you're a doctor or a, a, a consultant or a surgeon, you know, they, do, they don't do any nutrition training. So you were on your yoga your yoga retreat and yeah you didn't necessarily know where this wisdom came from to say I'm going to hire a nutritional therapist but you did and what was the journey the healing journey beyond the hospital he actually sailed through everything really well um you know he was really positive he had no doubt he was going to get through it all when I work with people now I I am um really acutely aware of the huge stress that the other person the the person who's not unwell is under because it's a huge trauma to watch your partner through it and to some degree they probably feel powerless to do anything but as the party might like i did feel this huge responsibility to help them get better so Actually, I started going to lectures, uh, nutrition lectures, while Paul was still unwell, just because the information the nutritional therapist was helpful and interesting, but I, I needed to understand why it wasn't enough for me to know that he couldn't eat bananas or sugar or what have you. I needed to understand exactly why. And um, I just discovered, obviously, that this was something I was really, really interested in. And so I went to a lecture, I went to a few different lectures, but the most memorable one was by a lady called um, Dr. Jane Plant, who's quite a famous um, scientist who had breast cancer several times. And she uh, managed to uh, reduce her tumors through addressing her diet. And so my nutrition education had already started at that point in terms of those lectures and everything that I was reading about. I just was able to try and help support on the sidelines with optimum nutrition. And then afterwards, you know, um, a lot of work building him back and starting to address some of the imbalances that may have even been part of the reason why he got ill. My main area of interest now is probably gut health, <clears throat> gut health, mm. hormones, and um, women's health. That's, that's what I'm really, that's what I really love. That's what I'm really interested in. I'm um, due to take my 
functional medicine exam actually this year. So hopefully by the end of this year, I will be an official functional medicine practitioner. But the way nutritional therapists work anyway is that they work in a functional medicine way. So functional medicine is a movement from America. Functional medicine is like the future of health care. It combines the best parts of allopathic medicine with natural natural medical um, and natural um, nutrition and lifestyle science Mm. so in addition they about the impact of nutrition on the body and they learn about um, lifestyle what's called lifestyle medicine I think it will be the healthcare of the future I hope it will be so could you talk a little bit about kind of your practice and how you're using what you know to support people and in what ways during this period of lockdown? Yeah so I set up a Facebook group right at the start because I felt you know when I when I studied nutrition I used to go to each lecture and literally have my mind blown by by everything that I learned and just used to think oh you know why doesn't why doesn't everybody know this? I mean, really, this should be common knowledge. You know, mm. it shouldn't just be me because I was in a position to be able to afford this training to know this. And so I'm always very passionate about sharing the information, as much information as I can with everyone so that they can awake, become awake to the fact that their health is in their own hands mm. and that they can optimize their health. Um, and they don't have to just sit there and wait until they get ill. They can take charge of the health. And so that's partly why I set up the coronavirus um, Facebook group. There's so many ways that you can support yourself um, from a health perspective. And diet is one of those ways. And I'm on this group, I'm, you know, giving ideas for recipes and inspiration and thoughts on um different ways and different foods that will be really beneficial to include in your diet right now but there's also loads of other things that you can do you know there's an EFT practitioner who's offering tapping sessions on my Facebook group there's uh, yoga teachers offering daily yoga classes um, exercise there's acupressure and you know all these things are there for us to explore during this unique period right now where Mm. we have a bit of a pause in normal daily life and maybe it can be for some I know for others it's you know it's very difficult but for some people it might be a really good opportunity to start to explore some of the array of tools at our you know at our service to basically help us live the healthiest life that we can as someone who's seen what it's like when someone's health is taken away from them that to me is the the most one of the most important foundations for a happy life is to is is to be healthy i wholeheartedly agree with you catherine this has been i really appreciate you coming on and telling your story, very personal story, but also just, I think, of anybody listening to it who are in that health crisis space, 
just I think hearing hearing you and your story I can't imagine them not wanting to connect with you because I think one of the things you hear over and over again when people have had the courage to either go to a doctor or, or seek support in so many other ways is that they end up coming away feeling even worse because they haven't been seen and they haven't been understood and they haven't I think connecting with the practitioner and feeling seen and feeling safe is a really huge piece and I I just I think you offer that in spades you really do kind of I find you really inspiring and um, I'm so happy to have got to know you a little bit over the last few weeks and months and I look forward to to more of that and I really appreciate your time today I really do because I know you things are, are not business as usual you have a kids at home and and a whole life going on out there so thank you for this for donating some of your time here to talk about this um and if can you just let me know like people want to connect with you on your facebook page or via your website or would like to actually engage and work with you like what are all the ways people can find you and uh, connect with you Okay, and um, thank you. It's a subject I love talking about. So, um, so people can get hold of me via my website, which is www.catherinearnoldnutrition.com, and it's Catherine spelt with a C. Um, I also have an Instagram page, which is Catherine underscore Arnold underscore Nutrition, and I'm quite active on that. And then that actually has links to the Facebook group. So again, my Facebook group is Catherine on Nutrition, so it should be fairly straightforward to find, but everything will be on my um, website anyway. Fantastic. So, and I have to say, as someone who follows your Instagram feed, your recipes are fantastic. Your photography oh. is brilliant. And uh, honestly, if, uh, if you're listening and you're really stuck with something to cook then uh, head on over to Catherine's website or Instagram feed and and I love the fact as well that often the food that you cook is also inexpensive to buy so it cuts out that barrier doesn't it because I think that's you talked about that you know sense of feeling like what you were learning should be common knowledge but also just good healthy food should be available and accessible to everybody and I love how you you just put out recipes that are both, um, which is important, I think, isn't it? Kind of cutting out that barrier to entry to health and knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing is, is, you know, you don't have to be fancy. It's just, you know, normal, it's using the seasonal ingredients that are available to us. It's quite simple, you know, just eat whole foods, eat vegetables, you know, eat, foods you know animal products that have been from animals that have been well looked after and well treated you know and um and try and put as many of those kind foods into your body mm. as possible and and that that's that's hopefully yeah that's probably what's reflected in the way I cook and the recipes um, that I make. and the way you live and the way you practice uh, yeah a great piece to to wrap up on but thank you very very much indeed i look forward to seeing you guys again in person yes uh, when, 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 when lockdown finishes yeah <laughs> we look forward to opening our doors again but thank you again so much and oh, uh, and love to paul and um 
We'll see you very soon. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Giant Paws podcast. Please do follow along uh, on our Instagram or Facebook page. Like, share, comment, tell all your friends. Much appreciated. And I look forward to hanging out with you on the next episode.